And we're back with the Texas Oil and Gas Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. This is episode 189. 189. I'm your host, Josh Shelton, my friend and co-host, Ryan Ray. Ryan, we've been over $50 oil again today. Things are uh, things are looking up a little bit, at least for the time being. So we got some good news uh, so far. Gas prices are up. Uh, so I'm I'm uh, I'm hoping I can stay optimistic for the rest of the year. It, it's uh, kind of a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I, and Josh, before going further, um, did you see this headline from um, AP News? Extremists exploit a loophole in social media moderation podcast. Um, and so major social platforms have been cracking down on the spread of misinformation and conspiracy theories in the lead up to the presidential election and expanded their efforts in the wake of January 6th Capitol riot. But Apple, Google, among others, have left open a major loophole for this material podcast and goes on to talk about all the conspiracy theories on podcasts. So um, let me be as clear as I can. This show is 100% for entertainment purposes only. Nothing that we say should be taken as factual. Nothing we say should be taken as real. This is two actors playing a role. Um, and you should never, ever take this show anything more seriously than a comedy act that happens. We are pro-climate change. We are pro-big we pro tech. We are pro-censorship. We are pro whatever the current whatever the current progressive narrative is. We fully support that 100%. And we disavow everything that they disavow. So I think we're covered now, right? We can say whatever yeah. we want. Right? Uh, okay. Our pronouns are uh, he, him, his. Uh, we can put that in the show notes. Uh, okay. That should okay. give us the clear, I think. Okay. Thank you for that. I wasn't sure. Okay. So now that we said that and everyone knows that's our disclaimer, everything we say. So like when we say that if you're too stupid to understand that you need oil and gas, you should live Amish life. Like we're being, we're joking. We don't really mean that. Like it's we true. know it's a joke. It's a joke. Right. If we call the government morons then we're just, we're being facetious. Ha 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 ha. Wait, hey, hey, hold on. Hold on. Let's hear. <laughs> there it is. There it is. The comedy hour. So here we go. So, now that that's out the way, anyone who ever doubts this, go back to episode 189, and there's the cold open. You now know what you're listening to. Um, so, anyway, Josh. So yeah, things are looking things are looking great. Yeah. Well, uh, jumping back in to uh, in, into the the facts, <laughs> uh, the API energy will lead nation's economic revival. Uh, so there's there's some talk about um, after the COVID 19 um, demand slump. We, after we get through that, uh, they're they're expecting energy to really uh, ramp back up. Um, and I'm just looking at I, I don't think I have this in the in the notes today uh, to go over, but I believe Texas made right at 14 billion in uh, in taxes on on uh, in, for 2020 uh, on the oil and gas industry. Um, so uh, it, this is a huge driving factor for not only the Texas economy but for uh, the nation as a whole and. Um, the economic revival is really going to depend on the energy industry. And uh, so I'm hoping people will uh, will realize that and make necessary adjustments because I'm afraid I, I heard about the Keystone pipeline. Biden's getting rid of that. So there's some concerns that uh, there's, there's some concerns that the energy industry may not be able to expand the way that it needs to for the general economy as a whole. Yeah, and before we do that, Josh, I, I forgot to say we have a couple of uh, reviews that came in. Um, obviously, five stars. So um, we have uh, love from Philadelphia, five stars. Now, when I toured the country a few months back, Philadelphia was my favorite stop on the tour. No lie, really love my time in Philly. Um, great show, guys. Keep it up. 
keeps me up to date easily so I can va- I can value my midstream investment. And then um, now just to be clear, the show is for entertainment purposes only. So make sure you value it accordingly. Um, and then not just for Texans. The show is great uh, for anyone in, interested in the oil and gas market. I'm in the Mexico side of the Permian Basin and the show keeps me up with the oil and gas market. Great, ho- great hosts that keep you entertained and informed. That's from Katie. So thank you, everyone. Five-star reviews, as always. We are looking for them. Um, haven't asked for them in a while, but we got a few after that. So back to your point, energy leading the revival. You know, it's, so have you noticed that gas prices are up? Yeah, I have. So what's it like? We live in a little town, small city here. So like two fifty, two twenty. What is it? Uh, two twelve is what I paid yesterday. All right, so two twelve. Okay, so you got gas prices up. You know, that's so that's kind of the balance you have to strike. Is 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 the as the economy is trying to recover, if gas prices get too high, which two twelve is not too high, but you know, if they were like five dollars a gallon per se, um, that will stifle economic growth because then it just costs so much to run your project because gasoline so dang expensive. So um, that is something to watch is you know, what happens with gas prices uh, over the coming year. And as far as the energy stuff goes, I think we're gonna, it'd be interesting to see because Biden, did you watch his speech the other night? His uh, I did not. Thursday night, I guess it was. I didn't see it, no. So he did a speech about 22 minutes, something like that. You can go look it up on YouTube for anyone that's interested. And, you know, he talks about all the things that he's going to do. And the narrative by the end of 2021, that's where we're at now, right? 2021, yeah. 2021, 2022 is going to be quite interesting because he's going to push for a lot of these green type infrastructure projects and things like that. So, um, you know, will oil and gas be considered part of energy, right? So if it is a big economic revival, as you're saying, and it helps kind of stimulate the economy, of course, the Democrats and anyone in office will gladly take that credit. If it's not, though, um, then you're going to have a spot to where, you know, you're going to look at it and say, well, okay, you know, the green new new deal or not new deal, but the green new projects is kind of where we want to focus our energy investments at. And I think that folks have to realize that, you know, that's going to be part of the messaging is that if oil and gas does kind of have a robust boom kind of comes in the Biden administration, will gladly take that. But I think we, is it the show notes for the show? I know Keystone's talking about being canceled. Um, but if anyways, if oil and gas doesn't, then they will definitely push the green narrative um, further. And, you know, we're kind of, it's kind of early to say how successful the green narrative will be because some of the things he's talking about doing like the charging stations and stuff like that, I'm just not sure how practical that stuff is. And so what to see? Well, you got the, the Keystone pipeline you mentioned is, is uh looks like it's done. Um, there's an article that I'm going to jump into in a minute. I mean, this is, this is actually huge here. Um, at least from my perspective, Trump administration sets for its last BLM auction. And now uh, being with the riots and everything that, that went on this year, BLM first thing you think is black lives matter, but it's actually referring to the fed lands and, and on the Mexico side, primarily. <laughs> Wait, never mind. Never mind. <clears throat> and, and comedy purposes. Comedy purposes. Comedy, comedy. Uh, yeah. Hey, look, Wings is tuning in. So yes, Wings and uh, agreeing, agreed, Joe. Of course, Joe. Don't I don't know if you know or not. Now, the official narrative is, is that natural gas, um, methane is worse for the environment than CO two. So just so you know, it's actually worse. And so we don't support that on this show. We don't support that show, right, Josh? We don't support anything worse for the environment. Um, how dare you use natural gas? Is what we say. Um, to all those God-fearing Americans out there using it, how dare you? 
Well, uh, I'm, I wonder what's going to happen, Ryan. I, I, do you think that we're going to see a huge, uh, huge amount of sales here in the next week? Um, I mean, this is going to be the last one. I mean, that this is Fed land, so federal land. So when, once Biden gets in, they're supposed to try to shut all of this down. So they're doing one last one last auction on it. Uh, so I'm I'm wondering people's financial situation is not that great. So they're right. not going to be able to buy what they want to buy, but they're going to be tempted to. So they may overspend. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm kind of like you. I, I can see this going a lot of ways. I can see companies going, listen, you know, we don't know what's going to happen, so we're going to buy. I can see companies going, listen, we're pretty confident that Biden's not going to do anything, so we're going to sit there and let, let other companies o overpay. You know, um, there's a lot of ways I can see this going. So I'm not really sure how this is going to play out. You know, but we'll, you know, I guess by maybe next week or whenever these these updated numbers um, will come out, we, we'll know. But you know, Biden's canceling, and you know, Greg uh, from Wrigley's comment here about the Alberta might lose that 1.5 billion of taxpayers' uh, money. That uh, 1.5 billion dollars, uh, taxpayers might be a little pissed off about the cancellation of Keystone. Agreed. Um, yeah, I'm. So Biden's coming in; he's canceling Keystone. Now, for us, that's a bad thing, right? Um, but for the general public, canceling Keystone doesn't cost him much sweat equity. Right, that's a pretty easy thing that he can cancel, and you, you have the folks in Canada and you have some folks in the U.S. But by and large, the population of the U.S. <clears throat> is not going to be up in arms over a Keystone. So I think that's that's an easy one. He can check off the list and kind of score him some points with the left, and he will have, have some right critics. But the the average person in Kentucky doesn't really care. Um, so I think it's easy. If he were to cancel the the BLM. Know, fracking on BLM lands. That's that's a pretty sharp move early on. And so I think, you know, you got to like this, whether it's the president, the principal, the priest, you know, whatever, you know, someone new in a role only has so much equity uh, capital to, to expend early on before, you know, the honeymoon's over. And so if he comes in and says, you know, we're going to cancel X keys on XL, we're going to ban fracking on public lands. We're not going to sell anymore. We're going to do this, 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 this. Well, at some point, you know, the narrative will shift from, you know, all the right wings just mad to the center folks are mad. And then you'll have some of those kind of blue dog Democrats, we used to call them. They'll get kind of mad. And so I think he's trying to be strategic here. So I think we're safe for a little while. Um, but, you know, who knows? I I'll say this. The final thing I'll say is, and I don't want to get off on this tangent here. If we keep having problems like we had on the Capitol two weeks ago. Right, that equity that he has, it gets increased. Yeah, right, it gets larger. <laughs> so, for all for whatever you think about that or whatever you want to, we're not getting that on the show, but just just let's state the obvious here, folks out there. If you're out there doing things that brings the wrath of the government on you, it gives the government more power to do things that you don't want them to do. So, in other words, don't be an idiot. Yeah, well, I'm, 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 I think you might be on something there, Ryan, with uh, using up some of their their equity. I think it's going to come down to 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 who's in power for how long. Um, I think uh, Kamala, based on what I know, what I know about her, she may be a lot more likely to shut down the federal lands. Uh, at the same time, though, she's uh, she may not. Uh, from what I've seen about her, she kind of plays by the rules for, for the donors and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Hey, let me let me point to that real quick. So I wrote a piece for 
the Worm newsletter a while back, kind of mocking this whole Scranton Joe idea. And someone got mad at me because someone only gets mad at everything I say. That's just that's just Tuesday for me. Um, but over the weekend, I saw this, and, and this is important for us to kind of think about because you're talking about Kamala versus Joe, and this is important for us to think about when you think about Biden. So you have the AOCs of the world, folks that you know if they had their way could potentially do some things that we wouldn't want them to do. Like there's a legitimate concern that they might do the things that they're talking about doing. But then you have Biden and I got to find this tweet. It goes through all of his cabinet members. And did you see this by any chance? Mm-mm. So let me go through, let me, let me find here. Cause this is important for the, the listeners who might have missed, um, missed this to understand exactly who, his cabinet members, is it who or whom, whatever, whoever his cabinet members are. And so either the tweet got deleted. I think the guy must have deleted the tweet. That's, that's crazy because it's not in my, it's not in my feed. And so I know I retweeted it. Hmm. Let me, uh, let me pull one spot. So anyways, if you, look, if you look at his, look at his cabinet, um, it's a bunch of big, uh, big Wall Street types, right? Yep. So, and those people are not the people that whatever you say, they're going to regulate things. Yeah, he's got to have deleted this tweet because I know someone else who retweeted it. It's not there. Hold on. This is crazy. It's just his cabinet members. It's not even controversial. Um, this is further back in time than I'm thinking it is. But hold on. I, I know someone sent me the link, too. Let me just pull this up. This is great podcasting, by the way, in case you're wondering here. Um, where is it at? Yeah, here it is. Here it is. Okay. Okay. Um. Where, yeah, where is this tweet at? I'm just curious. Okay, there's a tweet. I don't know. Oh, I know what the problem is. It's a, it's a, it's a thread he's been updating, and so it doesn't show up in your timeline the right way. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so here is Biden's staff so far. Venture capital executive, former pharmaceutical uh, and insurance lobbyist. Um, big old, someone tied with a top dim recipient, uh, recipient of big old. Co-founder that represents pharma and private equity. Co-founder that represents big defense and tech companies. Ex-consultant for data miner. Senior VP of firm that represented and battled Swiss-based mining giant Glencore. Managing director for Massive New York Financial Firm. Uh, Ex-senior advisor for Massive New York Financial Firm. I, mean, I can go on. Um, I, matter of fact, I will retweet this now because he's been updating it constantly. And so if you go check out Ryan Ray Senior, you can see it. Um, I just looked it out to say Biden is an establishment Democrat. You know, when he says he's been around 47 years, you got to think what that means. He's been around 47 years. <laughs> like He's been around. Like He's an establishment guy. And so he's going to bring in establishment people. So when you look at um, you look at stuff like you know the, 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 the fracking ban, they're going to roll back the methane emissions, which helps the big, big companies in our industry, right? He's going to do stuff like that, I think. Those are the things he can do. Cancel Keystone. Um, you're wrong, but I just think those are the types of things he does because he gets advisement from big government types, big business types, types that understand that regulation helps them and hurts guys like me and you. So that's what I would, that's what I would um, imagine. And then Josh, Josh, you got a slacker. I, I missed that. I wasn't paying attention. I apologize. Yeah. Well, you, you're not keeping up with your tweets, Ryan. You got to do a little better of uh, keeping those organized, <laughs> organized for the listeners. Um, so we have, uh, there's an article that came out, Halliburton's Permian Fracturing Swaps Diesel for Grid Power. Um, I wonder how effective this is going to be in helping them uh, move closer to being carbon neutral or possibly being able to have better margins. 
Um, but electric fracturing is what they said. This is uh, Michael Segura, uh, the VP of Halliburton. Electric fracturing aligns with our goal to provide the industry with lower carbon intensive solutions and our commitment to a sustainable energy future. So um, we, we see people, companies like this, making moves, at least uh, going into the you know, transition into a, a new president, new Congress. Um, they're, they're, they're at least making moves to protect their reputation. And I think it's going to be huge for them. Like you said, they're going to be passing regulations. It's going to help the bigger guys. And uh, Halliburton, I think, would be in that conversation to, to benefit from something like this. Yeah, I think I closed this article out by mistake. I was just, oh, no, there it is. Okay, so the question I have with this is, you remember, and we had some folks on the show talk about this, when they had the brownout in Midland, was it last year, two years yeah. ago? Now? Yeah, the dual, they were using dual fracking, and then they had the, the brownouts. Yeah, as they were talking right. about putting, yeah, I remember. So I wonder if you start putting, because this says they're going to plug into the grid, right? And so yeah. I wonder if that's going to, you know, how they, you know, so someone knows, reach out to us if you've, you know, how they solve some of those grid problems, because, Obviously, the amount of drilling that's going on now is far less than what it was back then. So you could say that you know potentially at risk. But if you start adding rigs, adding rigs, adding rigs, you know, will will this be sustainable, or is this something that the rig kind of low that it allows for us to to pull this off right now? So it's it's interesting. Um, if it works, fine. I don't have a problem with that. I just I'm just curious if we doubled rigs, would the would the, would this still be the headline? Um, or would you say, no, 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 you know, at a certain point, we can't continue to do this because we put too much strength in the grid. So interesting story. But uh, so if someone knows, reach out. We have to get you on the show. Talk about this. Um, I'm quite, quite curious what's going on or, or you know, how much we can expand this, these, these type of programs. Yeah. So it makes me wonder, do they think that we're ever going to get back to pre-COVID levels of drilling in West Texas? Uh, because that, that may have something to do with it uh, as far as brownouts go. That That may be the... The way the Halliburton's looking is like, well, this won't be an issue in the future because we're not going to be drilling like it to that extent moving forward. Yeah, I, I think I think yeah, I'm kind of like, I don't think we're going to get back to previous levels, but also even if you're not, you know, I guess just the question is, is this something that can be sustained um, if we were to get back to previous levels? Because you'd say, okay, it's really unlikely that we would exceed that many rigs, right? So can we just get back to there using this method or, um, or not? And I don't think, again, don't have a dog in the hunt. Let's remember the, the, the brownouts. I'm just curious if they've fixed some of those issues or is this simply uh, allowable because, um, because of how few rigs are out there. Yeah. Well, there's a couple things. We are pro carbon reduction, pro net zero. Um, we love the earth. Josh, I mean, he spends his time planting trees on the weekends. So, just to be yep. clear. Yeah, we're, we're, as, we're as green as you can get. He doesn't even call his own mom mom. He calls Mother Earth mom. So Josh is hardcore. Just, you know, just everyone knows where we stand. We don't get canceled today. Yeah, so uh, there's a couple, two, two articles, Ryan, for the roundup. Uh, just wanted to mention some of this. So uh, oil obviously is over $50 at the moment. Uh, what they're what they're saying in the news is the hopes for another economic stimulus is uh, pushing prices up. And um, I was listening to uh, Dave Smith over the weekend, and um, there was an interesting thing that came up uh, that he said, where he he basically pointed out that when the stimulus comes in, there's a possibility that falling employ uh, falling employment 
would have caused the housing market to start to decline in house value and that the stimulus that they put into the economy was able to prop those prices up. And he made the comment that housing could have possibly become more affordable for people that made less money because as prices drop, people that made less money would be able to afford more, more house. Um, and it just, it strikes me as we don't really fully understand what the impact these stimuluses are, are having on oil price housing market. Sure. Who in the heck knows uh, what's going on? Uh, it's good news to see it over 50, but we wonder, I wonder, I'm, I'm, I wonder about the housing market. I wonder about the oil market when these stimuluses stop coming. Like what happens? Like what is what is the? Well, um, Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe's about to send, you, send us another stimmy. I didn't get my last stimmy to be clear, so I don't know what happened. Uh, again, I am towing the line. I am towing the line. I am a company man sending my stimmy. But I, I think you're right, Mark Grisano. For everyone who doesn't watch his shows, should watch his his economic stuff. You know, one thing he pointed out, Josh, about this was that um, the houses under two hundred thousand, I think it was the number, maybe two hundred fifty thousand. Like they are very, that, that market is really tight. There's like none out there, but the houses above like four hundred thousand, I think that you know, there's 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 a, a, a normal ratio on the market. I can't remember exactly what it was, but the sub two hundred thousand houses, they're basically gone. Um, which just let's just kind of tease it out here. When things go bad, most people, you know, they go for a cheaper house, right? They they move down in houses, right? And mm -hmm. so you eight hundred thousand goes to six hundred thousand, six hundred thousand, four hundred thousand, four hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, hundred thousand, whatever. Yeah, you know, whatever it is, it's, they work their way down. Well, if the two hundred thousand dollar price point and sub sub two hundred k price point is kind of um, there's not a lot of not a lot of list, not a lot of listings, not a lot of inventory, then people can't go down, and that's that's part of the the issue would be is that you can't go from four hundred to two hundred or three hundred to two hundred or whatever it is like you can't go four hundred to three hundred, but if you don't have a job or you can't afford it, then you don't really need three hundred, you need two hundred, right? And so yeah. being able to make that downward movement um, is I think it's part of what you're saying is that. You know the market for uh, the mortgage forbearance, the stimulus checks, all this stuff is kind of messed with all those numbers um, to people where people aren't necessarily sure um, where things are going to happen. And then I, I talked to a guy the other day, and he said that they were pulling off roofs of houses that were six hundred thousand and turn around and flipping them for eight hundred thousand, like right now. Like, <laughs> like they're just pulling the roof off. You know, I mean, the roof's a big, big investment, but it's not a two hundred k improvement, and so. Well, I can testify that housing prices are higher than they should be right now. Yeah. Absolutely. They're higher than they should be. And I don't know when that's going to change, but um, it's an interesting market for sure. Uh, and then we have one more, Ryan. Uh, the rig count uh, in the Permian Basin climbs by 10. Uh, so as you would expect, oil prices continue to climb. The rig count's going to continue to climb. And uh, I'm not sure, you know, it's been climbing for several weeks now, so it looks like it's uh, trending in that direction for the, for the time. That it is. That it is. Regardless of what you think about stimmies or inflation or whatever, price is the price for right now, and so we'll have to see what's uh, what's going to happen. So um, I guess that's it, huh, Josh? Yep, that wraps us up, man. All right. Well, anybody interested geopolitical show um for ellen and i's energy week podcast so be sure to check that out um and oh this just, just a final note folks um just everyone right left libertarian let's just take the temperature and turn it down a few notches just just turn it's just just turn breaks here turn, yeah turn the temperature down a few notches. matter of fact i i will send this out i will send this out i will tweet this out from my account um of 
uh, a, a pretty rough video from what happened. Did you watch that video of? Uh, I did, yeah. 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 So there's a lot of talk about Civil War this and temperatures rising there. Like, I'll tweet this video out and you can go look at the backstory of what happened in South Africa. But this is, you know, this is just, just take, take the temperature down uh, a few notches. You know, just, just friendly advice. Um, however, the show, wait, hold on. Did, wait, I can't say the comedy line after that, can I? Because then it look like I'm opposite. No, that was a serious part of the show. So, yeah. <laughs> serious right, checks. That's serious. And everyone else for tuning in. And until next time, Keep climbing.